Welcome to yet another episode of Evil Always Wins, where sports is cruel, evil always wins, and god damn you insert rival team name here. It's been a minute. That's because I'm a loser and week four of preseason didn't have much to talk about, so I thought... And I was just like, eh, let's just see what happens. And holy shit, I missed a lot of stuffs. Um, and mainly this episode's going to be football because it's all that's really going on. There's, there's baseball chases and whatever. But we kind of know, you know, the Yankees and Dodgers. They're the two main teams. And I mean, you know, you can't count out Houston. They made some trades and whatever. But, I mean, it's going to be Yankees and Dodgers. You heard it here first. Maybe, like if you've been living under a rock and you just listen to this, which God help you if you do. Anyway, football, and I'm going to try to go somewhat chronologically here. Um, is that the first thing I did want to talk about was that Andrew Luck retired in the middle of a Bears game. And the fans turned on that, like, so harshly. And don't get me wrong, like, they expected big team, or big things from their team this year and once that announcement happened in the middle of a preseason game uh, I mean that kind of the fans knew that their um, their season was down the tank per se I mean Jacoby Brissett's not bad I mean you have to do pretty decent to play under Tom Brady sometimes and Brian Hoyer did it for years and now Tedham whatever his name is Stidham that's his name he um, he's now the backup and the heir, if you will, to the throne. But Jacoby Brissett's not bad, but I don't know if I'd build a franchise around it. But I kept seeing all these talking heads on TV and stuff blame Ryan Grigson, who used to be the GM of the Colts because they never offered protection to Andrew Luck. He kept getting hurt. And I'm going to do it, too, because, seriously, there's a reason in the shitposting community that we call the Colts uh, the glue factory. Because, like, seriously, they, they've they had three transcendent talents at quarterback, and they have one Super Bowl to show for it. Because Elway didn't want to play there at all. And in hindsight, kind of don't blame him. Uh, Peyton Manning won their one Super Bowl, but... Every time he would make the playoffs more often than he didn't, and he would choke during the playoffs. Um, and now Andrew Luck, who is a damn fine quarterback, and he's just like, I'm tired of being hurt all the time. Um, and the injury, I, I really want to know what the injury was, because like it, it just went on for months, didn't it? Like, you it was like a knee thing, it was lower leg, and then it was ankle. It, it seemed like it wasn't getting any better. It was like a hockey thing where it was just like in hockey way they do injuries. is like it's an upper body injury or it's a lower body injury, and that's pretty much all you ever learn. Um, but Andrew Luck deserved better than what he got. And last year he was awesome. Uh, I feel like he was finally healthy and everything, and he was, you know, 100%. And he did great. He did what he did. Andrew Luck things. Now, mind you, he did try to run over defensive tackles and linebackers, and he's just not built for that. But more often than not, up until their current GM showed up, 
he didn't have an offensive line. He might as well have done that really stupid play that they did several years ago against the Patriots when they lined up like one guy who wasn't a quarterback in a center and hiked the ball anyway. Now, on a fourth down. <laughs> so, yeah, like, Grigson murdered that man's career, and it's really sad because Andrew Luck was a transcendent talent, the best prospect to come out since Elway. And the Colts got them both. I mean, like, seriously, how do, how do you fuck that up? But in terms of just Andrew Luck, personally, he's got a kid on the way. He just got married. He, he wants to, like, backpack the world. Man, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. I hope he's happy. Uh, I hope he's not hurting. And I hope he does a lot of good for people, which he will. And he, he said in his retirement speech, you know, he's, he's glad to say he's from Indy. And I hope he still sticks around the city and shows up to games every here and there. Because that would be kind of cool. We, we haven't seen, like, a retirement like this. I mean, you could make an argument like Calvin Johnson for the Lions, but really, Barry Sanders. Because middle of the prime, expecting the most out of him in several years, and he quits because of his health. And he, he's turned down, in my estimation, mind you, I'm no expert, a quarter of a billion dollars because he just... The injuries robbed him of his joy. And I don't blame him. Uh, it's hard to turn down the money. But, if, and we all have jobs like that where we don't enjoy what we do, take it home with us, and we complain, we get mad. How, how do fans go about, well, you know, how dare he quit from being hurt all the time for my entertainment? Would you? If it meant, you know, you don't live the best possible life for yourself is it really worth it now i would say no so i don't i don't blame him but i hope he he finds happiness because for something to work so hard for for so long and it kind of go up in smoke in not such a conventional way like he, he knew he had more in the tank surely but he he wasn't happy so I just hope he finds happiness. Now, someone who did find happiness, or at least provided me with such happiness, because he's a fucking dumbass, is Antonio Brown. Like, uh, part of me just wants to name this episode uh, The Life of A.B. Um, just because, like, that's all that's been in the news feed, like, the whole fucking time. Uh, the dude has fucking problems, like, seriously. So he gets uh, he gets away from Pittsburgh, he gets to go to Oakland for a third and a fifth round pick. And, you know, we all think, man, the, the Raiders didn't give up too, too much for a guy who is in his prime, who is legit, uh, six 1,000-yard seasons in a row. We hadn't seen that in a long, 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 long time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the Steelers got fleeced by the Raiders. But then, you know, there's this cryotherapy thing where A.B. burns the bottom of his feet off, basically. He almost lost his feet, from what I understand. Um, then he decided to show that on Instagram. Like, nobody wants to see that dude. Um, and then the helmet thing, I want to wear my helmet. If I don't, I'm going to retire. He files not one, but two grievances. It loses them both. Um, Mike Max like, okay, it's time to be all in or all 
out. Wrestling plug. Um, and, you know, the Raiders are just like, we're not going to have your shit. You're, you're going to play football for us, right? Yeah, sure. I, I, I got you. Um, then, oh, God. Oh, then AB posts a letter that Mike Mayock sent him, finding him, uh, like, 50 grand. And he's just like, y'all hating on me. I'm just, everybody's just like, no, you're not showing up for work. Like, you're getting what you deserve here. Uh, and then it goes to, like, something in practice where they get in a conversation. AB uses a racial slur and threatens violence on his GM. Punts of football says, find me for that bitch, which, you know, I kind of like that part of it. Uh, then he wiretaps his head coach, which apparently he got permission for after he did it. Um, releases that on YouTube. And then he asks for his release, again, on Instagram. Gets it. And he posts that on YouTube. And he's like, I'm free. And he's, you know, running around, flapping his arms like a bird. Uh, and then not... Hours later, he signs with the fucking Pats, who destroy the Steelers. <laughs> it's like the circle of life, but seriously, this dude has a motherfucking problem. Oh, and now he's getting sued for sexual assault and a rape. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. I, I would have personally put him on that if I was Roger Goodell. And I think my niece, who is two years old, would do better as a commissioner than Roger Goodell would. Um, I would put him on that exemplist just because, like, hey, that's something pretty serious. You're getting sued for it, and it's making us look really bad. This is the worst we're going to look since the Ray Rice thing. And you've kind of been acting like an ass, and we want you to kind of disappear for a little bit. Um, but, I mean, since it's not a criminal thing, I do understand why they didn't do it. Uh, it actually just came out minutes ago. That it was a $2 million settlement that he said no to. And $2 million is a lot of money, so give what you take. And this guy did just throw away $30 million guaranteed. Yeah, like, who knows? Who knows? It's not really the smartest move on his end, in my opinion. But then again, I think this whole thing was an elaborate scheme to go to the Pats anyway. Because I called it a month ago. You can ask all my work friends. Um... Yeah, I just, I, I kind of want the Steelers just to make the playoffs only to lose to the Pats with A.B. because the Steelers enabled all of this by letting him skip practice, letting him act out, giving him all this money. And, like, I think it was Ryan Clark who said, you know, if you give that guy money, you're creating a monster. Well, they gave him a shit ton of money, and they created a monster. So... I think the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl now. Easy. Need throw the money down on the table now because they're going to win. This is this might be 2007 Pats again, and I really hope I get Pats 18-1. Thou shalt not win again, but I doubt it. Um, as shit as their division is, Sam Darnold has mono. Buffalo is still mediocrity, and Miami is actively tanking, even though they won't admit to it. So, yeah, there's there's six bye weeks right there for the Pats. They can play their backups and still win. 
yeah, so, it is just a clusterfuck, and I really want him to just stay the fuck away from my TV, because I'm so tired of hearing about him, but I do follow him on Instagram, because it's fucking hilarious sometimes. Uh, on to actual games, uh, I did make the mistake of going to the Tennessee and Georgia State football game, where Tennessee famously lost. Uh, to a team that's had like a football program for like three years. I left during the second quarter. Um, I blew a fuse in my car. I almost locked my keys in my car. They were in my car, but unlocked, so someone could have stolen my car. Um, there was just stuff in the stands to where I questioned my safety and those around me safety. And like when there's you know, sexual slurs going on and racism going on. And when a kid turns to mom, sitting in a row behind me and goes, Mommy, what's blank? That's when I'm just like, I, I cannot do that. And I, I don't mind rooting for bad teams. I've been a Tennessee fan my entire life. And that's where I draw the line. And then, like, on a truck just outside of Knoxville, mind you, I saw the guy getting out wearing Tennessee hats, wearing Tennessee merch. Where he basically had like a person on a noose and you know an arrow saying Democrats and you know Jeeba stuff all over their car and whatever. It just like I no, I I am done with you motherfuckers. Um, so yeah, I mean I've been following Northwestern. I've been trying to follow Notre Dame a little, and I'm just like you know I'm not really invested in the college game because that felt like a breakup. That sucked. It just sucked. I felt like I broke up with, like, I got divorced and break up all at the same time. Um, and then they went and lost to BYU. And this is, mind you, the stuff that I went and saw, that was a week before they started selling alcohol at their games. And I saw videos from that, and it just wasn't good. It was that on steroids. It was horrible. So I'm glad. And they beat Chattanooga uh, yesterday, but, I mean, God damn, Chattanooga, St. Mary's Sisters of the Blind. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to root for teams in the South because I don't want to deal with that more than I have to. But, yeah, I'm kind of open to anything right now. I, I put it out on Twitter. I am a college football free agent. Uh, recruit me to your fan base and maybe you get me. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's a transfer portal. I saw someone doing that on Insta. It is great. Um... Uh, then I watched the Bears game when they played the Packers. First game of the Centennial NFL season it is also the first game centennially of the Bears, where we laid a fucking egg. Just, you know, I figured it might be a defensive struggle. Green Bay added a lot in free agency because they just discovered what free agency is. Um. And, you know, the first few drives, I was just like, you know, we're getting to Aaron Rodgers. We're beating the piss out of him. We're knocking the ball out of his hands while he's already down. You know, my boy Khalil Mack. Um, you know, the offense, you know, they're, they're getting there. They're working their way up. And, you know, eventually, you know, we'll just start storing. We're just going to wear them down the whole game. But I will say, we did kick a field goal at the beginning. And as soon as Eddie Pinheiro comes out, I'm just like, I put my head in my hands and I just like squatted down. And I was just like, please, dear sweet God, make this fucking field goal. 
And, you know, it started hooking, but it hooked straight to the middle. And I was just like, I'll take this. This is a good start. We're going. And that was the end of the offense for the night because the offense didn't do anything. Aaron Rodgers still has a horseshoe shoved up his ass. Um, it, yeah, like our offense was offensive. Pun intended. Mitch played fucking horribly. Like, I mean, he was playing, it was almost like he was playing with the lead, trying not to lose, only we didn't have a lead and we would lose. It, just And then that interception that he threw to Adrian Amos, former Bear, uh, the receiver is almost double covered. I would call it double coverage. In the corner, the back corner of the end zone, on the left-hand side, and he throws that ball. Most quarterbacks don't throw that ball. What the hell are you thinking? I mean, that's, that's trying to play hero ball when you've done nothing all night. The only two offensive players who actually were worth a damn was Allen Robinson and uh, David Montgomery, who had a, you know, for a first game. Mind you, most of our starters did not play in the preseason. Uh, that was fantastic. I do not mind David Montgomery. Really, the only issue I have with him is we're not giving him the ball enough because we have Tariq Cohn, who broke out last year, but even... Coach uh, Nagy, Nagy, I don't know how you say it. I still don't know. Um, he says that even he gets too many touches of the ball, and I feel like that was part of the problem, too, is we're forcing it to, to become. I mean, first player for scrimmage, he fucking fumbled it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we're playing Denver a little later today. I'm hoping that we can kick their ass because it's Joe Flacco, the checkdown machine. Uh, I don't think they'll go Drew Lock quite yet, but if Flacco for some reason gets hurt, they're fucked. <laughs> uh, so yes, I, I'm predicting a Bears win. That will be awesome because I got a Bears jersey in the laundry right now. Uh, other games in the NFL: the Pats beat the piss out of Steelers, and all my Steeler friends at work have been getting shit from me. Uh, I really hope Seattle beats them again because I like free Gatorade. Um, then Miami, who, like I said, actively tanking. Um, they lost 59-10 to to Baltimore. <laughs> like, not bad for a running back, said Lamar Jackson, because people don't think he can throw, and he threw five touchdowns, and he didn't have that many completions to begin with anyway. Um, and then Hollywood Brown, like, he's on my fantasy team, and I didn't even play him. I was like, damn it. Um... Players are calling their agents after the game from the Dolphins, um, telling us, get us the hell out of here. I don't blame them, but let, let's be honest here. If you play and you turn out to be decent, that's, you, that's a better chance for you to get out. Because the Dolphins kind of know they're not good. They've been playing this for a while. They played Fitzception, of all people. Uh, so, yeah, I think they're fucked. I don't know if Miami wins a game this year. Just by the way that they're looking at and one game a trend does not make. They played New England this week. Um, but seriously, that team looks like shit. Uh, the Browns laid an egg against the Titans. Uh, Baker, Baker basically lost them that game. Because he took a safety... He threw, I want to say he threw two pick sixes. I know he threw one. But, like, yeah, he did not play very well. 
uh, OVJ wore a $350,000 watch, and he got he got to go to the commissioner's office for that, which is fucking stupid. It's a fucking watch. Um, no fun leak. Excuse me. Um, but the game of the week, man, was the Texans and Saints. Like, I watched that shit. It was so good. It came down to the last one. And I hate games that are 30s and 30s scores, like 34-31, I think was the final. Uh, Deshaun Watson is a fucking champ. Now, mind you, I think if they don't give him any offensive line, I mean, they did just trade for Kenny Stills and, uh, Laramie Tunzel from Miami, but, like, that, Laramie Tunzel was on the job for five days. What do you expect? He's not gonna be, you know, the Cowboys line to the 90s. Hell, the Cowboys line now. Um... He, he might be another Andrew Luck, though, Deshaun Watson, because he keeps getting hurt, but he's a fucking champion. Because he, he gets back. He got hurt in, like, the first quarter. Kept playing through dots. He's he's a G. So, hopefully, Houston doesn't make the same mistake and just get him skill players, because that's what they've done. Um, get him an offensive line, protect him, and you're, you're set. You're set for a while. I think Houston's really good. Um, just that offensive line, I think, with Larry Tunzel, it'll shore up. You just got to give it some time. Uh, yeah. So, that's pretty much the episode this two-week period, even though it took me fucking three to get to it. Just waiting all these storylines to play out. Um, what y'all should do is you should follow at Evil Winds Pod on the Twittergram. Uh, you should also follow We Just Made the List, a podcast about wrestling. You can find it on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, Pinecones and Moonstones. You should listen to We Just Made the List and Pinecones. Um, and Liminal Tales. Liminal Tales is a new show that a friend of mine and my list co-host Cassie have. Um, yeah, which it's going, which it's happening. I guess I don't know. I didn't really listen to the first episode, but. I should. You should support them because they're on the listing network, which is a clever, clever name. Um, yes, listen to all three shows. We just made the list: Liminal Tales and Pinecones and Moonstones. Now, evil always wins because sports is cruel. Goddamn you, Tennessee, for ruining you know twenty years of fandom and. Like, just breaking my heart. I had three panic attacks and your stupid racism, your stupid homophobia and shit like that. Fuck you. This has been a great show. I'll see y'all next time. Bye bye.